Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Grow With Soul. Today is the last in the Staying the Course series of episodes and having spent time looking at your goals, your routine and your mindset, I thought we'd look practically at focus. Focus is something that ebbs and flows at the best of times, but particularly during times of stress, it can be even more fleeting than usual. Particularly during this pandemic, apathy is rife. That feeling of not wanting to really do anything, but also feeling like you should or need to do everything. In this episode, I'm going to talk you through the practical ways in which I cultivate more focus to give you a few tricks and strategies to get your bare minimum done and have a few moments of feeling like you can still do this amongst it all too. I'm sure that I'm not alone in having a strange combination of feelings at the moment. All feelings that I'm used to experiencing individually, but never all together at the same time before. So there's a feeling of rabbit in headlights paralysis of not knowing what to do for the best or what to do at all. You know, should I do work? Should I do a creative project? Should I do nothing? And around and around goes that carousel in your brain. I also feel restless, like I want to be getting on with stuff of some description, that as a self-employed person, I am not off work in the same way that others are, so I should just be going on as normal. I've got lists and lists and lists of projects to get into, but none of them ever feel like quite the right thing to be doing at any one time. These feelings infiltrate every part of your day and of your life and can make you very indecisive. Although my routine that we talked about two episodes ago includes time for reading and listening to podcasts, I've mostly found recently that I'm unable to concentrate on anything, that a light magazine read feels too frothy, but non-fiction or a novel feels like too much. There are no podcast episodes in the world that are really what I want right now. And in my work, while I have time in my routine for work projects, I've really flitted between them, not knowing what is the best thing to work on, what I really want in that moment. So across the board, I've started to drift a little and it's easy to do, to drift restlessly paralysed, wanting something but also nothing. This, I think we can agree, is a lack of focus, which isn't something that we should be beating ourselves up about right now. But personally, I feel much better when I've managed to make a decision or have spent an hour cracking on with something or can tick just a little tiny thing off my list. It's like we talked about in the routines and mindset episodes, feeling competent is a hugely important part of these structures. So if I can be focused enough for a small part of my day to feel like I accomplished something, that I am still a competent human being, 
then that is a win. So I thought that I would share today my very best strategies for cultivating a focused day or period of time. So the first thing to do is to ask yourself, is this actually the best time? So I know there's not really a great time to be cracking on with work at the moment because the malaise is very generalised. There is no optimum right now. However, there will still be some days that are better than others. And it's good to make sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure. So other than the obvious, why haven't you got things done so far this week? Have you been feeling especially demotivated and uncreative? And why is that? The aim here is to make sure that the day you have in mind to be really productive is actually the best day for you. So for example, are you sleeping badly? Are you kind of in a down phase of your cycle? Is the weather dragging you down? Did you get some bad news? So do a bit of a scan of your life just to see if there's anything that is going to prevent you from giving yourself the best chance at focus. And if there is, reschedule for another week if you can. This exercise can also help to uncover any tripwires that may get you on the day itself. So you might realise that you've been distracted by the builders across the road all week or you've been feeling a bit restless and haven't been able to sit down for long or you've just been wanting to be outside. If these things have been happening all week or for a while they're not going to just magically disappear for your productive day. So factor them in to when you're deciding to sit down. So any focused productive day really starts the night before. So it's important to do some preparation beforehand so that when you do sit down, you can actually be focused because decisions are the enemy of action. It takes a lot of brain power to choose things, brain power that you want to conserve for your work and that focus. So the day before your productive day, make your decisions in advance. So this might look like writing an outline or a plan of the blog posts or or whatever it is that you want to write or create, writing out a schedule for the day, even laying out the clothes you're going to wear, putting your favourite mug out with a tea bag in it ready to go for you just have to boil the kettle. Maybe if you can, you go to the shops and get yourself a cake or a favourite lunch or just, you know, find one in the cupboard. Whatever it takes to make sure that you can flow through the morning and get into the work and into the focus with as few hurdles and decisions as possible. So your mindset starts the night before with your self-talk too especially if you've been having a less than productive week and you've been feeling a little bit lost and down around things, you can really start to feel trepidation around doing the work and around that day that you've set aside to get on with doing some focus work. So perhaps you're worried that you won't be able to do it or you might even be kind of dreading it a little bit. Personally, I like to bring some lightness to the situation. I tell myself, tomorrow is going to be really great. and I'm going to really, really enjoy digging into this work. Days like this is going to be is what I wanted to have my own business for. 
So that's what I tell myself the night before. I think about how great it's going to be and how good it's going to feel to have that word count under my belt or to really set aside a whole day for doing this stuff that was exactly what I wanted to spend my days doing. This really isn't a time to beat yourself up or make threats to yourself. Tell yourself the stories you need to convince yourself that this is going to be a joy. And so lastly, in your night before, connect to your why for the day. Again, we want a motivation here that's more carrot than stick. Something that will get you up, get you going and keep you going. Why do you want to get this work done on this day? I don't know about you, but thinking that I want to enjoy my weekend, knowing this piece of work is complete, is more motivating than I have to get this done because I'm so lazy and I haven't done it yet. So think about what getting this work done on this day means for you in your life. Does it mean that you get some more spaciousness? Is it the last thing on a project that you need to sign off? Really connect to that why so that can keep you motivated. Okay, so the prep work's been done. You've had a good night's sleep and you've woken up on the day that you're going to really sit down and be focused with all the echoes of your self-talk still in your mind and you're feeling really motivated to get this thing done before the weekend. But then what? (laughs) So personally, I like to warm up into the work because I'm not a morning person at the best of times and it just takes me a little while. So I also find that going straight from bed to laptop or you know bed to desk feels like a lot of pressure and it can cause my mind to blank so I really like to warm up for a little bit to let my thoughts start unraveling and ease into it without the pressure to like start working right now the second so going for a little walk if you can will help your creative problem solving so doing a little lap of the block or going down a quiet street Having half an hour of quiet just to gather your thoughts and look out the windows, you drink your tea, perhaps doing some morning pages or journaling to warm up your brain if that's your jam. So just take a little bit of time so that when you do sit down at the computer or at your notebook, you feel calm and ready rather than cold and worried. Also make it a joyful space. We are more likely to stay at our desk and get stuff done if it feels lovely to be there. So perhaps as part of your warm-up, make your workspace, even if it's the sofa, feel cosy and like you never want to leave. Maybe that's putting the heating on and wrapping a blanket around yourself. Maybe it's opening the window for a fresh breeze. Maybe you bring flowers or plants into the space or you clear your desk of everything but your best pen light a candle and put on some music or embrace the silence. Also bring in everything that you might need so you don't have to keep getting up. So for example I usually bring in a couple of drinks so I don't need to keep getting up to make one so I'll have a tea and then a couple of glasses of a cold drink. I'll also bring in a snack and any notes that I might need. We don't want to bring in distractions of course but set up the space you're working in to make sure that you never have to or want to leave. And also put your phone away. So this doesn't mean put it face down on your desk or somewhere just out of reach. 
it means put it in another room that you're not going to need to go into. So not the kitchen or the bathroom. I know that it's really boring and annoying when people advise this because I get really bored and annoyed when I hear it. Because I know that we like to think that we're better than that and we're stronger than the allure of our phone and we can definitely not look at it for two hours. But the truth is that we can't. And even if you can, why take the risk? So my most productive work happens when there's not even the option of unconsciously picking up my phone and it helps me to zoom into the work at hand and I feel a lot better for it too. You know, I very often find myself reaching for the empty space where my phone would be and just having a few hours away from it really helps you to get into it and dive deep. So a last thing to help you stay focused is the Pomodoro method. So you've probably heard about the Pomodoro method before. It's where you set a timer for a certain amount of time and until that timer goes off, you do not do or look at anything that isn't that one piece of work that you were supposed to be focusing on. So I think the original Pomodoro method was 35 minutes, but generally anything from 20 to 30 minutes is usually a good chunk of time. Although I have set myself 10 minute timers when I've been really, really struggling. So yeah, I tend to only use the Pomodoro method when I'm really at my wits end, when nothing else that I've spoken about here is working and I just really need to break it all down into a 20 minute chunk because it's an easier promise to yourself that it's easy to say I can do this for 20 minutes rather than I can complete this whole task at some point. So Pomodoro is really useful when you're tired or you're distracted or you can't get into it for whatever reason. You've tried and you've tried and you can't because 20 minutes feels so doable no matter how bad you feel it still feels possible and once you've done the 20 minutes you're usually into it enough that you can keep going for another 20 minutes at least. So recently when I was writing something I set myself a 20 minute timer and I thought I'll just do that 20 minutes and in the end I set another 20 minute timer and a 10 minute timer and in 50 minutes I'd got the whole task I was due to be doing done. So that's another reason that it's really great because you set yourself a promise to just do 20 minutes and actually that helps you get into it and you end up finishing it, which means you feel even more capable because you did more than what you expected you'd be able to do. The thing to remember ultimately is that a focused and productive day is within your reach. Often when we think about getting a chunk of work done, we think we need to bully ourselves through it, but it's really just not necessary. Give yourself what you need to get the work done, even if what you need is more convoluted or looks different to what someone else needs. Getting it done is all that matters. It doesn't matter how, just as long as you have a good time while you're doing it. So to get a worksheet to help you plan for a focused work day and get all the other worksheets in this series too, go to simpleandseason.com forward slash stay the course. So the podcast will now be taking a short break for the rest of the month until the middle of May when I will be back with more solo episodes and bringing back the coaching and interview shows too.
So if there is anyone whose perspective you would love to hear on the show, any topics you'd like me to cover, or if you'd like to be part of a coaching episode, please do send me an email to kate at simpleandseason.com. During this podcast break, there is plenty to keep you occupied on my website. So you've got the podcast and the blog post archives, and then there's the purpose and planning kits, Basecamp, which is my marketing essentials course, and a self-led version of the playbook for coaches and teachers. So there's lots and lots for you to be doing, if you like. As always... Any links that I mentioned will be on the show notes, which is at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can come and connect with me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you have a friend who you think would really love this episode, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And if you have a second there in the podcast app, please do leave a rating and review to help others find the show. And until next time... I hope you grow a song.